What's going on, everyone? Alex De Silva, happy as Larry Group. I hope you are well, and welcome to another episode of the Feel Good Show. I have a very interesting, fascinating, and it's a podcast I've been looking forward for to do for a little while. Uh, this person actually interviewed me a little while back, and we had a really, really nice conversation, and I'm really looking forward to, to doing this one. So my guest today is Rula Kapakos Paspalas. Um, she has a really great podcast, which I suggest you go and check it out. It's called Stand Up and Shine. It's on iTunes. It's available to download now. And she loves to tell and listen to people's stories. Um, you know, she is going to talk to us today. She's a food addict. Um, she's been through a hell of a lot of adversity. Um, a lot of her guests talk about adversity as well. That's one of the reasons why I went onto her show. And I've been really looking forward to, to having her as a guest. So, Rula, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. I'm, I'm really honored to be here today. Um, thank you. And wow, you're very kind. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to doing this. And uh, although I'm, it's uh, it's one of those I think following our the when when we spoke the last time, um, I came out just feeling really positive, and you know, just feeling like you know what I've really enjoyed that conversation. And then I know it's you know time in you know it was it's, it's a little bit longer than what we expected, but we got here in the end. You know, and we're finally doing this. So yeah. I really appreciate the time. Well, look, I just want to jump into, you know, it, it, I'm going to jump straight into it because the fascinating thing, when we last spoke, you interviewed me and we were talking about addiction and, you know, and everything else. And you came now, came back to me and, and you said recently you you found out that you are a food addict. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about that. How did that come about? Well, I have dieted, I think, my whole entire life. Uh, I've starved. I've, and, I've, and I would run the pendulum between, you know, uh, diets and, and binging and um, failing and feeling not so good about myself. But mostly, um, the thing is, when I hit puberty, <clears throat> and I hit it really early, uh, I developed a fem like a, a womanly body mm -hmm. and when you're 10 <laughs> and you have a body of a woman um when you go to school uh kids think you're fat uh and I thought they were right I mean my body had changed and I was embarrassed and I started getting unwanted attention from older guys and men which you know they saw me and they saw a womanly body, but it like mentally I'm like 10, 11, 12, you know, yeah. and that really scared me a lot. And I literally, like, I used to be a tomboy. Uh, I used to play with, uh, guy friends and slowly my, my self-confidence started diminishing. Like I started feeling weird. Like even the boys that I played with started looking at me differently. And I was just like, Oh God. And I literally was ashamed of my body. I was, I, you want to go outside and what do you do when you're home <laughs> you eat right or at least on my house you eat yeah eat, watch tv um so then i i started getting all this unsolicited attention uh telling me that i need to lose weight like i'm too fat 
so then I would, this is where it started like the real struggle to try to lose weight, try to be fit in, try to be normal. Um, you know, and, and people would point out when I was, uh, when I was developing, Oh, why, why do you have a big bum? Why do you have big hips? Why do you have big breasts? And I was like, I don't know. You know, it's like, it's my body. I, I can't control this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're surrounded by people that are, have a childlike body and you're not, it, you, you're, you, you get confused and then you go outside and then people, especially men, look at you differently, more sexually, um, sexualizing you. You're just, you get really confused. <laughs> it's like, what, what, why, why is this happening to me? Yeah. And um, so I just started to hide and I became very shy. Not that I was like not shy before. I just became more uh, closed off. Mm-hmm. And my, my poor mom, she, she tried to boost my confidence and, and I was always like shutting her out and, and I feel bad because it was like, I was going through all this stuff and I, and I think she could understand because she had also developed early. Like, it's just a, a genetic thing. Like we all kind of hit puberty at 10. So yeah. when my daughter hit 10, I was prepared. <laughs> and honestly, like all through, I, I've thankfully been able to help her uh, kind of get into like integrate into a uh, adolescence and and feel comfortable with herself because I never felt that way and uh so it was a lot of hiding a lot of wearing baggy clothes uh, a lot of I remember I started wearing black a lot <laughs> at one point and my mother kept telling me it's the middle of summer like you're dressed in black like you're going to a funeral and I was like it was like just me trying to hide I, I just didn't want anyone to see me I just didn't want attention and the weirdest part was the more I hid the more people went seeking out for me. Yeah. But, but the the thing is, I would always get it, like, anywhere I went. If I went to a family gathering, it was like, oh, we're trying this new diet. I have the cabbage soup diet. And, and I'm just like, I tried it. I, I did it for, like, maybe three days. And I was like, this is crap. I can't, I can't subsist on soup, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and the thing is, like, when, when I went to the seminar, though, it, it really it just every everything came together like it was that missing piece that you know this diets just set you up for deprivation and i was like oh yeah <laughs> it's like you know you diet 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 and you're you're trying to be good you know and then all of a sudden there's a there's a breaking point you you can't handle it anymore and then food is like everywhere and it's true it's like all over the place so you know <laughs> I'm going to eat. And as a food addict at the time, I didn't know this. I just thought that I just was un, like, I have, I'm just, I can't control myself, you know? Yeah. And, um, but it, it's like, I set myself up to do that. Yeah. But also I didn't realize that food, industrialized food, like chips, pop, chocolate bars, all that they're created so that you can't put them down. Yeah. So you, even now, like children are becoming food addicts, even if they weren't, um, yeah. a bag of chips is designed so you won't put it down. Like, so that you eat the whole bag, yeah. you know, they even have like commercials, uh, advertising that, that you can't just put it down. And it's like, oh, yeah. Pringles, Pringles had the best one. Do you know Pringles? Do you have? Oh, yeah. Pringles? yeah. So once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not advertising Pringles here, by the way, but... <laughs> no, it's, it's true. That's, that's what it's designed, you know? So um, it's, not, it's not necessarily the, the 
food addict's fault. It's just sometimes some people are just wired that way. And for me, not just like not just chips, but pop. Pop was like if pop was alcohol, I would be considered an alcoholic because it didn't matter if I had one bottle. It didn't matter if I had 10 bottles. I had to go through the whole thing. And the fact is what I learned at the seminar was that once you take a sip of pop, as soon as it hits your tongue, it takes seven seconds to reach your brain. So I was constantly searching for that high. Mm. I was drinking pop and I didn't even know it. Like I, this is how insidious it was that I didn't even know I had become an addict. Yeah. And, um, I I had blamed myself. I thought, you know, there's something wrong with me. Like, you know, how, how can I be like this? You know, I mean, yes, I hit a lot and I know that, uh, weight, the weight that I put on was to hide the fact that I had developed, but now I'm like, I'm 42. So (laughs) you know, I don't need to hide anymore. Right. But it had become such a pattern that I use food as a way to cope with life. And, you know, if anything, I would celebrate with food. I would uh, grieve with food. I would, you know, if I was depressed, I would reach out for a bottle of Coke Mm -hmm. and uh, chips or, and I was cycling too. Like I would do the whole chips pop and a chocolate bar. (laughs) <laughs> and I would cycle it. And and that was like something that I did as a kid too. Like I would cycle it. I didn't even know I was doing it yeah. until recently when I was like, Oh my God. But I'm, I'm thankful that I found uh, this seminar and, and this uh, Dr. Um, Vera Tarman um, here in, in uh, Toronto, uh, mm-hmm. Ontario. Uh, she had given that seminar. Um, I believe it was in April. Um, and I bought her, her book uh, food junkies. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was me like I, and, and the thing is a lot of women at the seminar could relate. Um, there were people who had gone and done gastric bypass and that was something that my doctor kept, you know, pushing on me. And I was like, my gut instinct was like, no, gastric bypass is so permanent. And, um, I, I just, I wanted to get this, my brain, my, my emotions, my psychology, under control. And, and if I need to do it, I'll do it. But if I'm going to do it and then down the road, you know, start eating again and, and do something to, you know, whatever has been operated, like my stomach or whatever, what's the point? You know, it, it's a tool. Right? Yeah. And it wouldn't make a difference anyway. Yeah. You know, it's not going to make a difference because one of the things that I have recently, well, have learned and continue to learn, um, as you know, suffering from, you know, addictive behaviors myself, you know, my wife and I, one of the things, so so my wife is, is an addiction therapist and psychologist. So we, and I do the recovery coaching as well, you know? Um, So one of the things that we continuously learn is that the story that you just told there about your addiction is no different from mine because of your pattern of behavior. So as soon as you started talking about your behavior and what you did, I completely resonated with everything you said. So I was like, yep, that's me. That's exactly (laughs) how I react. And the difference is when you said to me, when you just described there about picking up a bottle of Coke or pop or whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. and you just take a sip 
It's not mm-hmm. just a sip. You have to finish the whole bottle. Yes. Exactly the same thing what happens with, you know, with previously for me was food. And then, you know, we turned out and then it went into alcohol and then drugs and sex and everything else. And it's that dopamine effect. It's yes. that it's that hit of, yes. oh, that feels good. Yeah. You know, yeah. and whether, and as you said, whether you're celebrating, commiserating, whether you're depressed, whether you're anxious, whether you're full of fear, do you know why that happens? <laughs> now, this is the interesting, and, I, and this is something that, again, I'm not, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I'm learning this. Mm-hmm. And I believe, I can't remember this gentleman's name, but he said it himself, and, and it's something that, I'll come back to, to his name, but um, it, he basically talks about and says that addiction doesn't exist, which I believe. I truly believe that addiction does not exist. And the reason being is I'll explain. So um, it's, a, it's a learned pattern of behavior. So we mm-hmm. learn coping mechanisms throughout life, right? right. So we learn how to laugh. We learn how to cry. We learn how to, we, we, as we start to, to grow, from childhood so we go from being innocent and pure and then we start to learn certain patterns of behavior as we start to get that little bit older so what happens during that time we also learn coping mechanisms right well coping mechanisms are if you're angry or if you're upset or depressed anxious the whatever emotion that you tend to go through what happens to us and i'll talk about me what happened was is or say for example with you with what you're saying about food what happens is, is you've learned to pick up that bottle of, of pop mm-hmm. when you're feeling depressed and you says, okay, yeah. this is going to make me feel better. So right. Thank you. Or as you said, you have your cycle, which is the chips, the pop, yeah. the chocolate. Right. So what happens is, is the brain then stores that like a right. computer. So what's the brain? One of the functions of the brain is to protect us, right? Right. Two billion year old brain. It's always been there to protect us, fight or flight, right? So what happens is, is when you learn that pattern of behavior, your brain then says to you, ah, okay, thanks for teaching me this. So every time then you started to feel those emotions where you reacted, where you turn to food to make yourself, you're basically changing the way that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Your brain remembered and said, okay, right. So next time you feel like this, or next time you experience this, this is what we're going to do. So does that make sense? So every time you know when you picked up pop or you went and had a chocolate or when you you know you had chips, your brain just keeps remembering and thinking, okay, right. So every time these emotions happen or you're in this pattern of behavior, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's because that's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> it was, and it was something like especially with the uh, picking up the chips and the chocolate and the pop. Pop not so much in in my early life, like when I was a kid mm-hmm. uh, going to school, like elementary school those were the two things i would always because they were really cheap and you could buy for a dollar like you could get chip <laughs> and, and chocolate now you have to spend like god knows how much to get those things but back in the day when uh you know you could buy chips for 50 cents uh and and a chocolate bar for 50 cents um i would get those two and those were like a treat for my dad right mm-hmm. so i think what i equated that like when i would do that uh my dad you know giving me money and me feeling special and uh, going to the store and feeling like a big girl, you know, and being able to buy this stuff. And, and then of course the goal, you know, gaining, you know, eating the chocolate bar and the chips. And the thing is too, chips are salty. 
Chocolate bars are sweet. So it's like the balance of the two of the yin and the yang. Mm. And then, um, you know, as I grew older, it's like I was introduced to Coke and or pop. And that's where things got really wild. (laughs) Um, Where, you know, it started, uh, you know, it, it just became... In, inseparable like literally people would joke with me like oh you know there she goes again you know she needs to have her coke and anywhere we went like if we went to a restaurant or you know went out for drinks I wouldn't like I, I don't drink I I'm not you know if I if I drink I get really fuzzy yeah. so and I can't um I just can't think straight so I'm all, I always try to avoid it and uh so I would have my coke or my pop or whatever and people were like would make fun of me it's like oh you know, this is your drug of choice. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, you know, but they didn't realize how much, uh, it, how important or how addicted I was. I didn't even realize it until recently how addicted I was, yeah. you know, and where I had to have it. Sorry. Yeah. And it's huge because, um, and I only found this out, I think it was about a, a year or so ago. Um, Tom Wolf, I believe. Mm, yes. Remember about the heart. I think we even discussed it about the whole sugar uh, being eight times more addictive than cocaine. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any other drug. And um, they all they. I actually watched a, a research afterwards that showed what actually happens to your brain when you have sugar compared mm. to when you have cocaine, for example. So they kind of compared the two or even crack cocaine. So your brain obviously lights up when you have cocaine, you know, you get that dopamine and then everything yeah. kind of lights up. The difference between what happens to your brain when you have sugar into your body and what happens to your brain, it literally lights up like a Christmas tree. And it's fascinating that, you know, we don't see that. No. You know, as you said, you know, it's just one of these things. It's just a drink, you know, and, and I saw it in exactly the same way. And, um, you know, and, and just kind of went into in, into that cycle. So what's been your, you know, now that you understand about, you know, your food addiction and, yep. you know, and after going into that seminar, so what, when when was that? How long ago was it? Well, the seminar was, I believe it was in April, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh-huh. I had joined um, uh, this, uh, I guess you could call it a support group, but it, it's a food addictions um, uh, group uh-huh. and done on Sundays Mm-hmm. And uh, it's led by uh, Sandra Ilya, who um, she's uh, a f- she's a food addict herself, recovered food addict, and uh, she's a coach, and uh, she leads this group uh, on Sundays. But she has various ones, and um, but the one that I go to is on Sundays, mm-hmm. and uh, you know she has a. I think we're there for about eight or ten weeks, something like that, mm-hmm. um, and each each week. Uh, or each Sunday we have like a different, um, you know, thing that we learn, learn about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first, uh, the first day that we went, we were given a uh, kind of like uh, information, but also that we had to stop eating sugar and flour. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, on the spectrum of like how severe your addiction is, uh, you would follow that particular plan. Mm-hmm. And, I kind of looked at it and I was like, Hmm, I think I'm like in the far end of the spectrum, <laughs> just, you know, but, um, and that was, uh, she, we, we went, it was Sunday. So it was May 27th and, uh, May 28th. I, I had to start. 
So um, the thing is, though, I had myself down for pasta salad for the, this potluck that we had uh, at work. And um, and we had the potluck on the 28th. Yeah. So I was like, great. <laughs> this is the way my life works, right? So anyway, I make the pasta salad. Don't eat any, like, of the, you know, tasting or anything like that. Um, so I create, I create one vegetarian, one not, uh, one, uh, with, with chicken and broccoli and like it had all the veggies in it, right? Both did, but, um, it was very ample. And, um, because I'm a food addict, it has to be ample, right? So, uh, I love with food. Um, so anyway, um, the next day I have to go to work. So I do, and I'm, you know, carrying this stuff and I walk in there and, uh, I realize the table is, literally right beside me literally and people are you know putting on their their like foods and stuff and I was like great this is gonna be fantastic I've started this today and everybody's bringing in stuff with flour and sugar I was like how am I gonna get through this and one person specifically brought bread and butter and I was like oh my god how am I gonna deal with this because my mind like as soon as I like my eyes locked on the bread and that's when I knew I had a a, my trigger food and actually we were told you're gonna figure out what your trigger foods are and (laughs) my eyes locked on the bread and literally without uh like my mind didn't skip a beat you you know you don't have to do this now like you can do start tomorrow. You can have a little bit like negotiating with me. Right. And I was like, what? No, I'm, I started this thing. I mean, it's like the first, you know, couple of hours. Like it's not even, you know, we haven't even really done a full day. Yeah. So, you know, we like me in my mind, but anyway, um, so I locked eyes with, with the bread and I said, you know what? No, this is what I'm going to do. And I started talking to myself and I said, what can I have that's on this table? I'm not going to look at what I can't have because I know there's a, I know what my parameters are mm-hmm. and sugar and flour and, and starchy carbs are off. They're, they're off limits. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not like I literally made this, uh, not even a deal. It was more like a, it's sugar and flour are non-negotiable. I will not in my power. Like if I don't know it has sugar in it, it's not my, like I, it's not my responsibility. Well, it is, but I can't control that. But if I know that there's sugar on that table and I'm going to go and eat it, even though I know that I've said to myself, no, then yeah, I, the onus is on me. So, so I've already made like a, a contract with myself. I'm not going to eat sugar or uh, flour. So I looked at the table and I literally was able to zero in um, on a fruit platter and veggies. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I, I've got this, you know? And, um, it was, you know, then I, you know, other people kind of were like, you're just going to eat that. And I'm like, yeah, why? And then I explained to them, I'm like, guys, I'm a food addict. And, uh, I, I started this plan. Uh, unfortunately it started today. Yeah. And, um, you know, and yes, I'm sitting right beside the food and it's okay. I can, I can, and literally like I, was sweating that day. I was like literally in withdrawal and mm-hmm. very emotional, very raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize how much, like I, in that, in that moment, I realized how much, how addicted I was. Yeah. And one person, one, one who uh, we, we worked, we trained together. He's like, 
you decided today of all days to do this. Like, are you torturing yourself? And I was like, I didn't plan it. It just, you know, I, I did the group yesterday. We were told that we have to do this like starting this week. So what better time to start, but today, right? And he's like, you're insane. And I'm like, yes, I am. But this is how my life works. And then I had a food pusher that I found out was a food pusher. He had made um, baklava and that is like sugar and flour and everything. And I just said to him, well, pastry, but, uh, and I just said to him, thank you. Um, But I can't have this. But what I will do is I can take some home for my daughter and my husband and they can enjoy it. So, and that's what I did um, because I didn't want to hurt his feelings either, but um, I was like, I'm, this is what I don't understand. Like when you tell someone I'm a food addict yeah. and these are the things that I've stopped eating, mm. I cannot eat this. You know, it, it's almost like telling, you know, an alcoholic, Oh, just have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now many times people have done that to me. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing will happen or or it's like oh you know it's christmas just have a little you know a line of cocaine yeah you fine. have one it's fine <laughs> it's, like, it's like no i can't you know and anyway i i got through it good and um but the story doesn't end there um that day was my my wedding anniversary and oh, we were celebrating 13 years wow, and congrats. well thank you um I can't believe I've been married that long, but <laughs> a lifetime. Um, but my daughter thoughtfully had made a chocolate cake. And um, I was like, oh, God, how do I approach this? Because I don't want to hurt her feelings. And so I had I had a piece. Mm-hmm. And but I said, honey, thank you. I I really thoroughly enjoyed, you know, the cake. Um, and I appreciate all the work that you put into it. But mommy has a problem (laughs) and she's trying to work through it. And um, mommy is a food addict. And the thing is mommy's tried to cut out sugar and flour. And unfortunately cakes tend to have both. (laughs) A lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I had a little bit, but interesting enough, I was okay. Like it was, I don't know what happened, Mm -hmm. but I guess because I had the piece and I said, you know what, I can, I can do this, but I know that going forward, I, I, it, it's mm-hmm. non-negotiable. So yeah, I did break it that first day um, only because I didn't want to hurt my daughter's feelings. And also it was thoughtful of her. I mean, I, I didn't expect her to make a cake. I was like, you could have made a card. It's, it's fine. You know, she's like, no, I want to show you my love. And I'm like, okay, fine. Oh. Yeah. So um, how do you, how do you say no? You know? And um, so I, I took, I, I took a piece and, uh, and just explained, you know, that I, I'm, no longer eating flour and sugar. And she understood that she can't understand that I'm able to do it because she's like, so you don't miss sugar at all? Like I always get those questions like, so you don't miss Doritos? And I'm like, no, or pop mom. She's like, mom, you loved pop. And I'm like, yes, honey, but it's, it's not good for me. It's, it's poison for me. And actually that's what I kept telling myself. This stuff is poison for me. Yeah. And it is. Yeah, and, it is. and that's and that's the reality of it as well. And it's for you to understand that, and to understand the power of of how those you know processed foods basically what it has, the power it has on us. Um, and this is not everybody. You know, some people can can kind of take it or leave it, and that's okay. Yeah. But yeah. you know, when it comes to you know for you know someone that 
is dependent on you know food alcohol drugs or whatever it might be yeah. it is really tough you know and, and it's interesting yeah. about the pusher because <laughs> I, I just i wanted to touch on that because because yeah, you're going to get a few of those you oh, know yeah. you're going to come across people like that all the time and especially where people don't understand what you're doing or yeah. all of a sudden you know you've created a change in your life that can mm-hmm. really put people off you know, mm-hmm. and, and that can set people back. And, and and it's happened to me a couple of times where, you know, people have come to me and says, yeah, but surely you can just have one or, you know, and, you know, you, you used to have one before. And, yeah, the occasional time, yes, okay, fair enough. I said, but that's not how it works for me, you know. Yeah. It, and, you know, it, it's more what goes on in, in, in the brain, yeah. what goes on, you know, with, with my emotional, you know, um, my emotional health as well you know for me yeah. it's like body mind spirit you know it's what happens to me completely and as yeah. you said as soon as he touches your lips yeah it triggers it, it goes straight into the brain and you're just reaffirming to the brain that this is okay when actually it's not yeah. and the one thing that i've learned which may help you is um when somebody reacts like that or they don't understand why you're doing it remember it's nothing to do with you it's mm. their issue you yeah. I mean? And usually yeah. nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, I've seen it's their insecurity mm-hmm. because you're, because what happens is, is what you've done is you've changed something in your life and you're doing something mm-hmm. really positive for yourself. And when yeah. that happens, usually it triggers something in somebody else. So yeah. when somebody sees that it triggers something in them that they know they need to change, it doesn't necessarily yeah. have anything to do with food, but it may right. be something from an emotional perspective and yeah. that's what it does. So what they do is, is they, to make them feel better, they try to then push that on you and say, well, are you sure? Are you sure you need to do that? Are you sure you, you know, you're not allowed to, to have a piece of cake or some baklava or, you know, yeah. or a glass of pop or whatever it might be. And yeah. you know what? You should be really proud of yourself for, for, for putting that boundary in place because boundaries is huge when you're going through this. Um, yeah. Because as you said, and you've, clearly realize you know this stuff for you is is poison and you know you're coming to understand how important your you know your your body your mind and your spirit is you know and you've got to put you first yeah yeah well that's the thing i have been going through kind of like a transformation internal transformation uh Mm -hmm. because i have been questioning you know my life and my value system and how much I value myself and I'd look in the mirror and I'm like how much do you actually value yourself it's like you Mm -hmm. like I would spend hours working and uh this is like before we because we moved from uh the big the big city um (laughs) I used to (laughs) we used to live in a in a in in a city uh it's called Mississauga it's close to Toronto Uh and um we ended up selling our home and we moved uh, to the Niagara area, which is closer to uh, the States. Uh, I think close to Niagara Falls, about 20 minutes. Yeah. And um, so I'm in a little, in, in a smaller um, town or city. And, um, and in, in that move and, and, and living here, I've had the opportunity to start evaluating my life because I'm not working constantly. Like when I was working, it was crazy. Like I didn't have time to even think mm-hmm. and, or be with myself. Mm-hmm. And, and the times that I would be with myself, I would literally be so tired that I'd be falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And um, so 
I've been in, in this kind of like year and a half of contemplation of what I want to do with my life. How much do I value myself? Why would I allow myself to get to this point where, you know, I, my highest weight was 337. Wow. And um, yeah, yeah. And I, I could barely, my mobility was very limited. Um, and that wasn't me. Like I would look in the mirror and I'm like, what happened to you? Like mm. you were never like this. Mm. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed sports. I don't do that. Uh, I, I used to walk a lot. Don't do that. You know, it, it's just a lot of things. Like my life became so limited and so small. And the only person I had to blame was me, yeah. you know, because I had created that. And why? Cause you know, I was busy, you know, worrying about paying off, you know, a mortgage and, you know, busy, you know, looking after everyone else, but me, you know, and I was like, where do I fit in, in my own life? Like, it's like, I, I became, I became the least important person in my life, mm. you know, and sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say you, you, you were continuously avoiding the biggest problem. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's the thing I was avoiding. I was, because I felt like such a failure, like um, even going in like the last uh, weight loss clinic that I went to mm-hmm. um, who actually uh, is working with uh, this lady, uh, Sandra Ilya, the, the food addiction coach, um, uh, I, they were so positive to me and, you know, they would, you know, uh, just make, try to make me feel good when I'd walk in. And I just had this like failure mentality, like, you know what, it's, Oh, wow. I lost weight. Oh, wow. You know, like I wasn't even happy, like with my success, like, because I was like, this is in my head. It was like, I'm, I'm just going to fail again. I know it. And then of course my schedule got really, uh, you know, hectic and I couldn't, you know, go in and get my weigh-ins and just, you know, update on what I should be doing. And so I stopped for, for roughly maybe a year and a half, like since I moved out here. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm going to go back, um, and and restart again uh but this time with the backing of of this food addict because now i'm i'm more knowledgeable and more aware of what the situation is going on psychologically and i can i can tackle it now like it's like i i know what i'm up against and um and that's why i i want more medical supervision as well um but uh yeah, it was just, you know, honestly, if anything that I learned from this is putting myself first and, and not feeling guilty about doing that. It's like, I think because when I became a mom and, you know, became a wife and a mom and all that, it's like, I felt like I needed to take care of everybody mm-hmm. and I just would you know, follow suit, like somewhere along the line, I would be a priority. And, and it just never became a priority. It just, you know, and, and I avoided, you know, the weight loss. Cause I always felt like a failure. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to start this diet and, you know, I'm going to fail again. And, but now it, it's different. It's like, okay, I, I am a food addict. I know this, I have a diet, like a, a program in place. I know this, I got this. It's going to be medically supervised. So like, it's, it's, it's going to work this time. And I'm, and when I started the podcast, I, I even said it, it's like, but this time it's different. Like I've struggled, I've, you know, done everything, insane thing known to like known in, in diets and nothing's worked. Mm -hmm. And so finally realizing that missing link, that missing piece of like, you know what? Yeah. You're a food addict and yeah, you're going to use food. And 
and also um, uh, in the, in the program that I'm following now, uh, this 12 step program is encouraged. So though I haven't found time yet, (laughs) but I will be pursuing that as well because I think it's important to, to follow the, the 12 steps. Yeah. And actually, you came to mind when when uh, when she was talking about it. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and listen, and and it really works. Um, there is uh, obviously, I, I'll talk to you offline and yeah. let you know. But there th- there is one which is which is huge for that. It's actually you know very popular here anyway. Oh, it's really really good. And I know that I think it's global anyway, so I can talk to you about it offline. But awesome. it's a small step. Um, and for anybody who's listening who is struggling, I can put some links. Um, you know, for you as well, whether it's drugs, alcohol, food, mm-hmm. or you know, or sex addiction, I can put some mm-hmm. links afterwards yeah. where, where people can go and check it out. But you know, mm-hmm. it's um, I think what you're doing is fantastic. You know, it really, really is, and I think it takes so much courage, especially around the food stuff. You know, yeah. I I struggle with it myself, but you know, for me, I guess it was like I was just I just wanted everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted everything. And, and it's interesting that even now um, I can still struggle. You know, I can still struggle now. Food, and I know this because we have to eat. We have yeah. to eat. You know, we have to eat to survive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, but one of the things that I've, I've learned and I wanted to kind of just ask you and just to sure. see, you know, what you've got in place. One of the things that really helped me, and you said about removing sugar and flour and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and there are certain things which, you know, which, yeah, absolutely, I think it, it, it's it's really important, especially processed stuff. Oh, yes. so I committed, so with, with me and my wife's the same as well, and she suffered, she suffered with food addiction herself. She had bulimia. And um, so, you know, she, she went through that whole process so um, one of the things that was really helpful for, for both of us, as you said, having a support network, you know, which mm-hmm. you found, and I think yeah. that's so important. The second yeah. one is having that accountability, you know, yes. making yourself responsible, you know, oh, yeah. so easy for me to blame, you know, the alcohol industry, the food industry, the, you know, blah, 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 you know, I can, which I did. I blamed everybody else. It was everybody else's fault, you know, yeah. and, but the fact of the matter is, as you said, when I looked in a mirror, it was me. It's my responsibility because it's my body and it's who I am, you know? And that's, and that's one of the things, and you admitted that. And I think, again, that's another thing that's so important to take full accountability because do you know what the beautiful thing about life is? It's not <laughs> You can change anything. That's the beauty about life. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Everything is, is possible. And that's the thing, you know, there is no such thing as failure because it doesn't exist. Because yep. failure, as far as I understand, is as long as you keep going, you're never going to fail. It's when you yes. stop trying that you may consider yourself. Do you know what I mean? But the funny yep. thing is, you know, you, you talked about, you know, feeling like a failure because you yep. tried all of these diets and none of them work. But at least you tried. At least you were trying to find something. Do you know what I mean? And, and I understand it's hard. Um but you were trying, you know, and, and yeah. you've got to give yourself credit for, for, for giving a go, you know, and for trying yeah. to, it sounds like you found something now. And um, mm. one of the things that were really good that I just wanted to mention before I waffle on, um, mm. um, not kind of veganism, but eating a lot of foods like plant-based foods. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yes. Huge. Yeah. So much different. 
Yes. So much different. And that really, really helps because the thing is as well, you can eat as much of that stuff as you like. <laughs> and, you know, in yeah. some of it, you won't put a pound on. Um, yeah. But it's really good as well because, as you said, I think this this program that you're going on is a little bit like keto where it starts to to encourage your body to burn fat. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then if you add in exercise and everything else, you know, it, it kind of oh, yeah. Yeah. How are you now with regards to, to, to your weight? You know, is that kind of, cause you said you'd lost some weight, right? Well, my highest was 337 and I'm at uh, 312 from the, from June 27th. So, wow. um, all of those, I could have lost even more weight, but uh, I don't know as of yet. I'm, when I get weight in again, I'll, yeah. I don't have a scale at home. Um, but yeah. I, <laughs> but I, I think I should, you know, invest. I, I just don't want to get crazy with weighing myself all the time. Uh, no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. That will become another addiction. <laughs> well, yeah, and exactly. I I had been through that as well, and that's why I just like. I think for a period I just stopped because I just I was I had enough, mm. you know. Um, and and you know the the fitness and diet industry is huge, right? Mm. So I'm thinking like, do the food and and the exercise community they they come the community, but the businesses come together and say, mm. now let's set them up for addiction. Yeah. And then they can diet. Yeah. And we'll make millions and billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very interesting um it's a really, really interesting industry. There was there is a uh a company that promotes, you know, uh, watching your weight. I'm sure you know oh, yeah. which company that is, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to promote them. But um I watched a program about the sugar industry right why and they're not the only one but there are a few of these companies who are actually uh funded by the oh my sugar industry so a lot of these companies that promote dieting and losing weight and everything else right. are actually from you know they, they're supported no doubt, probably funded yeah a lot of their foods come from this industry so it's interesting that you said that because these industries are all connected you know they are all connected but Here's the thing I say to people all the time. Where did this all start? So when we were cavemen and women, right, and it started right. back in the days when, you know, we didn't have all this wonderful technology and right. all of these things, we planted food, right? We, we did have yeah. food from the ground and we killed animals, you know, and there were times where we would starve, so we'd have to eat as much as possible to make yeah. sure that we were stuffed because there will be, especially in the winter, there will be winter right. times where we probably wouldn't be able to eat as much. Isn't it interesting that the human race still survived? <laughs> yes, yes. Do you see what I mean? Yet now we believe that these huge corporations and industries are the way forward when it comes down to, to, to food and how we should eat. You know, yeah. and, and it, do you know what the, the, the saddest thing is, is that there are people out there, unfortunately, and you were a victim of one, you know, of, of being one of these people, so was I of believing that these shakes and these food oh, yeah. and all of yeah. this stuff and drink this shake for a month and blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. And, you would, that. <laughs> and you would lose, you know, 10 pounds, 20 pounds. And yeah. I've had friends to go on these diets and they would lose, you know, like 40 pounds or whatever. And within months they doubled in size because yeah. You're, you're basically starving your body of what you naturally need. But what they don't teach you, and this is the, the hardest part, which I think it's criminal, is that they get you to lose the weight. Okay, so you reach the goal. But what they don't tell you is 
you have to, you know, they don't help you to progress back into a normal way of living. Exactly. So you can go back and eat solids and you can keep the weight off. Yeah. If they gave you that, you're only going to go back once. <laughs> That's the thing, right? So there is a trick right. in all of these things. Right. Yeah. My advice is, you know, go to fruit and veg and plenty of protein. Exactly. Exactly. I honestly, when I, after the fog lifted, after the two weeks of detox uh, and the emotional roller coaster I went on, <laughs> yeah. like literally, I like while I was going through it, there were moments where I would cry and I had no idea. Like I was just feeling so emotional and raw. And it was just, just having a breakdown and releasing emotions that I guess I had been carrying. I don't know. It was just so bizarre. Like I was just like, what's wrong with me? You know, will yeah. I be okay? And um, yeah, after two weeks, uh, the fog lifted. And I remember for the first time eating an apple and it was so sweet, like mm. real sweet. Yeah. And, it, and it was like, wow, this is what an apple tastes like. Yeah. Wow. You know, mm. and just being reintroduced to food, like real food and, and, mm. you know, out of that, you know, fog of, uh, you know, sugar addiction and flour addiction. Yeah. So I do eat a lot more plants based, uh, foods, uh, yeah. a lot of salads, uh, a lot of like, I love, um, broccoli now. Yeah. So weird. Brussels, uh, what is it? Yeah. Brussels sprouts. Oh my God. Yeah. Love, love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I don't know before, I guess when I was a lot younger, I, I was like, Oh, but yeah. now it's like, wow. Oh. So, you, I don't know if you've tried this before, but uh, this is a, an amazing stir fry. Um, broccoli, Brussels sprouts. You can crush some walnuts in there towards the end. Oh, wow. Just a little bit of coconut oil. Um, mm-hmm. Just heat up some coconut oil on a wok. And right. Just cut the, the broccoli really small. Right. Do exactly the same with the Brussels sprouts. Right. Throw it all in. And I'm not sure whether you can, but you can get, um, this soy sauce, which is completely pure, like there's no additives or, or anything in mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's just put some of that soy sauce in there just for taste, a little bit of salt and, and pepper. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely incredible. You can do that with fish, chicken, or you can literally just eat it on its own. Uh, I used to have, I still do sometimes. Unfortunately, I can't eat as much of it because my wife doesn't like it at the moment but once the baby comes out i think she'll go back to loving it but she introduced me to this and i kid you not the amount you can eat i would i'd be eating bowls of this stuff all day Mm -hmm. and it helps me to really lose fat and lean out Mm -hmm. really really great food i definitely recommend it okay mixing those two yeah amazing definitely try it yeah. So what's what's your 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 journey now? You know, because you've got your podcast. So talk talk about that. Right. What's going on? Well, um, I interviewed uh, Joel uh, Ingram, uh, the midlife crisis man, um, a couple of weeks ago, and I have another uh, um, interview that I'll be um, posting soon uh, with uh, Sylvia Domanski. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, a psychotherapist. And um, that'll come out shortly. And then I'm going to be uh, focusing on um, my own. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing solo, uh, where I'm uh, talking about being a food addict, a food addict, uh, mm-hmm. confessions of a food addict, basically, uh, or a food junkie. Um, just talking about my my journey and uh, you know uh, just all the things that I get into. <laughs> yeah. 
food as a food addict. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be coming out shortly. Um, probably have it on iTunes and uh, more. Um, I'll probably be posting on, uh, on YouTube as well. So yeah. that you know, people who can't get on uh, iTunes um, see it yeah. on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Sounds amazing. So, I'm really looking forward yeah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was just, you know what, because I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, like I, I've seen a few things on YouTube and, and I, and I don't, I don't know if it's missing, but I, I think that um, there has to be a light shone on food addiction and, um, and, you know, a lot of people think it's just, oh, just, you know, food in, you know, calories in, calories out. And it just, I, I remember like there was a, a fitness, uh, very fitness, a very famous fitness uh, person who was being interviewed. And she was like, oh, you know, talking about keto and all that. And, you know, it's just another version of Atkins. And, um, you know, the way to lose weight is uh, calories in, calories out. And I was like, whoa, whoa. You know, it, it, it really bothered me because I'm like, you know, I've done calories in, calories out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a mental component uh, that they never talk about, you know, that they never touch upon. Like, what what if that person is a food addict? They can't just do food. In, I mean, calories in, calories out. Like, mm-hmm. that's impossible for them, you know, unless they put measures like say, you know, I'm not going to eat the sugar. I'm not going to eat the flour. You know, mm-hmm. these things do weird things to my my body chemistry. Yeah. So um, it. It really, it made me angry, but it also made me sad because there are people out there who are probably suffering. And and now I can recognize a food addict. This is the, the funny part, you know, where people that I work with, like, it's like, oh my God, we need, like, we have candy Fridays. And I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's funny because people were like, oh, along when I, when I started my detox, oh, do you, do you want some? thank you, but no, thank you. You know, Oh, we're going to have a pizza party, you know? And I'm like, I don't, I'm, I don't do pizza, you know, um, things like that. Where, oh, but how, you know? And it's like, well, cause you know, I'm doing this thing and it's working and I'm, I don't want to ruin it. Right. But the, the thing is though, like as before I was, I had discovered that I was a food addict. It was like, you know, I would see the pizza and I probably could have the whole the whole pizza, you know, um, I'd see the candy and, and, you know, think that, you know, I needed that to keep myself going. Um, and you know, especially when, when you don't exactly like what you're doing Mm. and aren't inspired. Yeah. You know, candy is good. You know, it sweetens the day, you know, and I think mostly I did that as well. I thought my, I had such a negative view of my life, even though I was like very much into uh, self-help and very much into, you know, personal development, I still had a negative view about my life. Yeah. I still felt like a failure. I still felt like, you know, I'm just a loser and nothing's ever going to get better. And I think the weight had a lot to do with it as well. And so candy, you know, was my go-to to sweeten, you know, my day, sweeten up my, you know, brighten my, my, my chemistry, my, my brain. And, um, and like when I see a person at work and who's like, Oh my God, you know, candy, you know, it's like, Oh my God, those cookies are so wonderful. You know? And I'm like, okay, you know, it's like, I, I, I can recognize a food addict and, and some people have said, yeah, I am, but you know, I can't help it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm not, see the thing is I'm not on the bandwagon of like, Oh, if you're a food addict, join me on this you know, it's like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. If we're inspired, you can do the same or you can change. Ultimately, what I'm, what I want to do is this is 
by by example, you can change too. That's ultimately, you know, and there are some people who are making changes in their lives where it's like, wow, um, one lady that I know is quitting smoking and it was like, awesome. Good for you. You know, and we have things in place at work where, you know, on break or on lunch, you can do a a lap around the building, um, and, and try to get yourself, you know, um, your, your, uh, you know, walking, uh, or your exercise for that 20 minutes or whatever. I still haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) But you know what? With stuff like that, it, it's one step at a time. You know, yeah. if you've done yeah. with food, you know, now that's that could be the next thing, you know, is, is walking yeah. around the block. You yeah. know, you do it once and the next thing you might do it twice and then you start yeah. to do it twice a few times and then you then start to increase and then yeah. you may begin to jog one time or halfway or one little bit. You know, it, it's just one step at a time, you know. Yeah. And there is no rush with these things. The yeah. most important thing to, to always remember, and as you said before, you used to get all lit up just to give yourself that treat. But yeah. that treat, all that treat was doing is was it was hiding pain. Yeah. You know? It was hiding pain or something you were trying to celebrate. But the problem is, is when you hide that emotion, and I say this to people all the time, there's two forms of recovery. There is mm-hmm. the recovery where you, you, you recover from food addiction, drug addiction, sex addiction, or whatever your addiction may be, cigarettes, People kid themselves and say, oh, I'm not an addict. You smoke 40 cigarettes a day. You are an addict. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I used to to smoke a lot, uh, especially when um, I was doing my accounting thing, uh, accounting thing, when I worked for an accounting firm and I literally quit quit smoking during tax season, which is hard. Um, but I did it because I, I just couldn't bear, uh, smoking anymore. Like it was just like, and I knew when I was smoking, I was literally just trying to, I I was experiencing anxiety and stress Mm -hmm. and all I wanted to do was breathe and smoking gave me that avenue. I mean, and socially, like I, I'm, I suffer from social anxiety, um, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm shy, you know, and smoking gives you that kind of like in where, you know, people are smoking and you can talk and. But I find now that I don't, when I don't smoke, it's like, I have, I don't really socialize. I mean, I socialize, but not like the way I did when I smoked. And it's like, interesting. Um, but I, I quit because I, I just didn't feel good. You know, it, it just, when I would smoke, it's like, I get, I would get that haziness. And I said, that's it. I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I want to be able to think straight. <laughs> and, and this is the thing as well, isn't it? It's, it's about giving your body the ability to function as it's supposed to. <clears throat> yes. You know, so if you're removing those things and, and you're getting into a point where your body's recovering, then that's one point. You know, that's that's one part of the recovery. The next right. a lot of people who even people who come into recovery who have years of you know sobriety around food and, and all these these other addictions, the point which a lot of people miss, which I always bang that drum, and again, I don't force it down anybody's throat, but it's the emotional recovery. Yes. You know, you have to find emotional recovery. You need to grow emotional intelligence. And by that, I mean, look at your emotions, you know, look at a, when you were saying before, when you went through that detoxing, you kind of finding out of the sugar, the flour and all of these things that you weren't eating, your body goes into hyperdrive. Your brain is telling you what the hell are you doing? So, but, and I, I was talking to somebody, you know, just yesterday explaining to them, because they're going through the same thing and then just explaining to them that, look, your brain is just trying to protect you. So when he tries to get you to go back to drugs, to, to alcohol or to food, 
It's just that your brain, that's what it remembers. And although it sounds like your brain's trying to kill you, it's not. So there is no such thing as all the addicts. There is no the addicts. It's you, you fucking idiot. It's your brain because you've got your brain to remember that the yeah. way you function now, your safety net is let's go use, let's go drink, let's go yeah. eat. So when you stop doing these things, your brain goes into what? Survival mode, right? Because right. that's what we are. We, you know, as, as human beings, we would, we learn how to, to live and to survive. So it's fight or flight. Right. And, that's how the brain, and again, I'm no scientist. This is something I've started to just learn myself because of my own behaviors and mm-hmm. obviously with, with my wife as well. And we watch a lot of these things, you know, in ourselves and we talk about it quite openly. And I realized, wow, all my brain's trying to do is help me. Right. You know, yeah. so what I learned to do now is to change those triggers. So when my brain says to me, as probably yours does, it says to me, well, why don't we go and have a drink? Although it doesn't happen as often now, but you know, if he says to me, I, I actually, not too long ago, I was driving somewhere and a song came on and it just, it it reminded me of being in a nightclub. Oh. And I remember drinking and using that night and my brain just said to me, oh, you know, that would be a good idea, wouldn't it? And the first thing I did is before, I would go, oh, God, yeah, that sounds like, it. you know, I'd, I'd, I'd attach to that, to that thought. Yeah, it just materialized because what I did then is I affirmed to my brain that actually, yeah, that would be a great idea. So my brain's saying to me, well, look, why don't we go back to that safety net? You know, oh, Let's go back okay. and do that, right? So yeah. whereas what I do now is I laugh to myself and I says, yeah, not today. Mm. So I just tell myself that, nah, not today. Yeah. It's okay. You know, and I have little affirmations that help me to just say, well, do you know what? I don't want to do that today. Or if my brain then starts to tell me, well, you know, you're not good enough or, you know, look mm-hmm. at you, you're disgusting, blah, 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 blah. One of the other ones I use is, well, actually, do you know what? I don't think we should speak to each other like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we deserve more than this. Let's yeah. work together. Because this is the thing. There is no difference between your brain and you. You're the same person. Right. Okay when your brain speaks to you in that way, or when you speak to yourself in that way, let's not even say with your brain, when you speak to yourself like that, it's yeah. nobody else telling you this stuff. It's you. Right. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you have to say to yourself, not in an angry way, but in a love and kind way to say, do you know what? I don't think we should speak to each other like that anymore. Mm. And it's interesting how the brain then starts to change because all you're doing is you're just reaffirming to your brain that no, it's okay. We're all right. So when your brain sends those messages to you, all it's trying to say is because you're doing something different. So like for you, you're moving from your, your your food addiction. Your brain is giving you the signals as in you're changing something. This doesn't feel quite right. Hang on. Go back to food. Go and grab the pop. Go and grab the sugar. Go and get yeah. the chocolate. Go and get the chips. And all you have to do is calmly just say, no, we don't have to. It's okay. Actually, I, I went through that because uh, our cafeteria, unfortunately, has uh, – at work has like it's all junk food like it's nothing series all about <laughs> and uh my brain like it, it was like all, towards the end of the um the detox and my brain was like hey look look at the pop you can have a sip you've been really good and then look there's some chips you can have some chips and then look there's a chocolate bar Come on, you used to do this. You used to like, you know, have the pop, the chips, the 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 chocolate bar. And I was like, 
I just looked at it and, and this is the interesting part because I used to tell myself whenever that voice would come on, uh, no, that's poison. I'm not going to have it. And then, and this is where I knew I was going to be okay. My brain or my other voice um, responded, no, that's poison. I don't need to have that. And right then and there, I was like, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Uh, if, if I'm aligned with myself now, mm. like, my, like that voice, whenever it creeps up, I have an ally in myself. Whereas before I didn't, before I would give in and be like, oh, okay, I'm a loser. So I'll just, you know, um, just go and, and get the, the pop or whatever, you know. Um, and you're not, you know, you're not a loser. Yeah. You're not, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is that you call yourself. Yeah. You know? and, and this is the thing. And, and even down to, to small things like that, it's reaffirming to yourself that, no, we're not. Yeah. No, I'm not. We're good. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's giving your, it's owning who you are again. You know, as yes. you said, when you became a wife, when you became a mom, you you almost gave your identity away to become those things, which don't get me wrong, it's the most beautiful thing you can do, becoming a mom and becoming a, yeah. a wife, you know, or, or even a husband and, you know, father, son, daughter, you know, all oh, of yeah. these wonderful things that we get to experience. Yeah. What happens is, is sometimes we give out too much into the world and we yeah. forget who we are, you know, yeah. and oh, yeah. we don't go we don't go to bed with the world. We go to bed with us in our body. You know, yeah. so we have to understand, and a lot of people don't understand that you have to put you first. You have to love yourself and look after yourself first. You know, so the emotional part, understanding your emotions, you know, you can love, you can cry because there will be days where you're just going to feel fed up and you're going to want to pick up that pop or you're going to want to pick yeah. up, you know, the chips. Yeah. And you know what? It's okay to feel like that because it's just an emotion. Yeah. But emotions pass if you start to understand that. If you yes. just allow the process to happen. And I say to people, sit with it for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go pick up the drug, don't go pick up the drink, just sit with it. And it's not, well, it's okay for you to say, no, it's practice. Because yeah. it is going to be hard, you know, and 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 it may take a week, it may take a month. But what I say to people, it's not just gonna go all of a sudden. Yeah. This is a lifetime now, you know. This is a, oh, yeah. it, it's a, it's a, um, it's a way of living. It's a choice, yes. which is the choice you've made, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's also there isn't a quick fix. Like what I realized, yeah. it's like the diet was always a quick fix, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 the you know what you said about the emotions will arise and they will fall, you know. And and I was so I didn't want to feel. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I would stuff myself so that I didn't, I would be numb, mm. you know? And, and there was this part of me, it was like, why am I doing this? You know? And, um, and when I finally did the detox and I was feeling the emotions and it would wash over me, I was like, okay, I get it now. You know, it's, uh, this is part of the process and, um, and not having to go for food was a very difficult uh, in the beginning. Um, but now it's like, okay, when, whenever the voice comes on or whenever the emotions come on, it's like, okay, I'm going to sit with it. I'm going to breathe it in and out. And it, literally it, maybe it takes like maybe five, 10 minutes and it goes away and I don't need to reach for pop or for uh, chips or a, a chocolate bar. It's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. You know, yeah. but, um, and I, and I, honestly, I wish I knew this stuff when I was a lot younger. It would have made life so much easier. Oh, God, yeah. Don't we all? 
But the thing is, we wouldn't be here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here having this conversation. You That's would true. be here on this incredible journey and now, you know, moving your, your podcast into doing this diary, which, by the way, I think it's an incredible, incredible idea. And Thank I you. cannot wait to, 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 to listen to your journey and, you know, to watch you just grow more and more and more, you know, because, you know, you're, you're such an amazing person and I think you really deserve to to go through this you know you really deserve to go through this because i think there will be a hell of a lot of people women and men you mm-hmm. know who who will see and experience what you have you know to 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 be you know as big as what you were to have lost 20 pounds and to carry on this journey now and to now hold yourself fully accountable for mm-hmm. the fact that you're not going to stop there. You're going to carry on going, you know, you're going to carry on losing the weight and you're going to broadcast your ups, your downs, your sideways, your struggles, your, you know, your falls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, it, it uh, I think it took the, the podcast, like broadcasting yourself that uh, made me fundamentally aware of how ashamed I was of my weight. And, um, and being able to, you know, tell people that I was going to do a podcast about weight struggles was uh, was challenging. I mean, I remember the first time that I was going to broadcast it to my Facebook group, like, uh, you know, people that I, you know, friends of mine, like not not the broadcast yourself group. I was OK with them, but it was like my own group of people. It was just like, oh, my God. And not, you know, people could see I'm you know, a big lady, you know, but it's like, in my mind, it was like, oh my God, you know, as if I was hiding that I was overweight or obese, like, it's like, it, it was just, I don't know, it, it was crazy. And then to even admit, like, yes, my highest was 337. I don't think I could have said that before, yeah. you know, even, even looking at a scale, like when I would visit my doctor, I wouldn't even ask him to weigh me. I'd be like, no, 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 it's okay. We don't need to know. Yeah. And, uh, and this time around on June 27th, 2018, I walked in there and I was like, doctor, I want you to weigh me. And he was like, okay. And, and I told him what I was doing. And, um, he's like, you know, you still should consider the, you know, gastric bypass. I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And if, if need be, I'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, cause he had five patients that were successful with the gastric bypass. And I'm like, that's great. Um, but I don't think it'll work for me, you know? Yeah. Because of my, my mind, um, I, I need to get that under control. I need to get my emotions and my mind. Um, but yeah, with the broadcasting, it's like I, I took the leap of faith. And when I sent it out and people were responding back to me, I was like, okay, all right. You know, had I gotten a backlash of like, you know, you fat, blah, 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 whatever. I, I don't know if I would have uh, had the confidence, but um it was this positive feedback where I was just like, Whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes to show you where psychologically I was, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. um, very, very low. And, um, and it's sad. It's sad because it, it, it showed me that I wasn't living my life like to yeah. its fullest potential. And obviously, I mean, if you're, you're limited and you're not going out and you're not, you know, every, your back hurts, your knees hurt, your, mm-hmm you know, your quality of life diminishes. And, um, and I just didn't want to live like that anymore. Uh, honestly, I like, and then when I see overweight people and obese people, my heart goes out to them because it's, it's not even a laughing matter. People will make fun of obese people and it's sad. Yeah. It's not, they don't want to be that way. 
you know? Um, and, and sometimes they, they can't help it. You know, sometimes, you know, it's a hormonal problem. And, and I, you know, I have, I have hypothyroidism and, you know, at one point, even the doctor had, uh, had said to me, like, um, you're never going to have children because you have this problem and a bunch of other things that were incorporated in there. And thank God, by the grace of God, I, I have my daughter and, um, I'm so grateful for that. But, uh, you know, in my early twenties being told that I was like, holy crap. Like, and so I acted like I didn't want to have family. I didn't want to have a relationship. I didn't want anything. I just, you know, um, I I was going to be okay on my own. Mm. And, um, and so when, when I was hit with, you know, I'm going to have a a baby and I'm, you know, I was engaged and we, we got married and it was just like, it was very fast and very quick. And, and so I kind of put like literally dived in, uh, to be, you know, and I made a promise to my daughter when she was a baby, newborn, that I'd try to be the best mother that I could be to her and give her the things that I never had and more. And I think that's what propelled me to try to be, you know, give her as much as I could. And, uh, and of course, forgetting that, my cup does not run it over. And if, it, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm not giving to myself, yeah. it's not gonna, you know, it, only, I've, I've learned now that you need to put more into yourself so that when your cup run, runs over, you give that part mm-hmm. what the, what's running over and not what's in the cup because yeah. you need what's in the cup to yeah, exactly. fill you, you know? Absolutely. And um, I can't remember who I got that from, but I was like, damn, that is so, yeah, profound. Like, yes, you know, don't give people everything. Cause once your cup is depleted, you, you become resentful. And I had become resentful and I didn't like that either. Yeah. You know, like I felt like I was, life had cheated me in some way and it, life hadn't done anything to me. I had done it to me, you know, oh, yeah. and with my thinking, you know, yeah. mentality, like, you know, and you do no favors to anyone by neglecting yourself. No. Uh, and the responsibility is yours, you know, mm-hmm. it goes out to, to everybody, anybody who's listening, yeah. you know, when, where people blame and, and you mentioned there about, you know, people making fun of, you know, yeah. fat or this is the problem. There is never going to be a, 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 a perfect again. That's why yeah. words failure and perfection to me don't exist. Yeah. And because, you know, you're, you're either, too fat or you're too skinny or your boobs are too big or your bum's too big or you know your head's yes. too small or where there is always going to be someone who's yes. going to make fun of another person oh yeah you earlier the things that you know especially the journey that you're going to go on and i'm sure you know this now you're going to face this adversity but you know what the beautiful thing about that is is you're touching that person you triggered something in them that they need to look at and that's the that is and whether they see that or not doesn't matter because the yeah. thing is if you carry on in that journey you know that's what you want to do you know you want to show people like that who sit behind a computer and they criticize and they curse people and they put people down yet they don't have the guts to do anything about their lives themselves just yeah. you know what I mean? So, you know, that's why I'm so looking forward to, 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 to seeing this journey and watching you grow and go through this. And you know what, you know, you said you wanted to do, you know, well by your, your daughter. I, I'm sure she will say this to you as well, but I'm sure she'll be so proud of you of, you know, with, with what you're doing. And, yeah. you know, what for, 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 you know, 
you're a massive role model for her, you know, because the thing is in life, it's not just about looking beautiful, you know, on, you know, externally, it's yeah. these are the journeys that we go through. These yeah. are the things that matter most, you know, yeah. for, for people to see that if life was perfect, Jesus, it would be boring as hell. Right? Wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, Wouldn't but it? the fact that you, you've, you went through this journey, you know, emotionally and physically, you know, you, you've punished yourself enough to the point where you said, I'm done. But you're not as in, oh, you know what? I think I'm done. And you did that for years. But it seems like you've got to the point where you just said, you know what? I am done. And that's when, as you said, something triggered in your brain. Yeah. That's it all. <laughs> she means business now. All right. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's see how much she means business. Oh, yeah. Because what your brain does then, it tries to test you and see, do you yeah. really mean business? Is this for sure? And with those reaffirmations and you continuing on that journey, you're now teaching your body and your brain that, listen, we want to do something different here. You know, we need to treat ourselves a little bit better from an emotional, physical, spiritual you know, perspective. You know, you want to change the whole thing. And as you said, you don't want that cup to kind of overrun and spill it and give everything to everybody else where there's nothing left for you. Yeah. You know, the most important thing is you. You yeah. know, how, how is your daughter going to have someone to look up to if you keep giving every, everything away to everybody else? You know, how are your friends going to have somebody to care about if you keep giving everything else away? Yeah. That's what, you know, that's what people don't realize is that mm-hmm. once you become the best version of yourself, yeah. people see that straight away. And the mm-hmm. funniest thing is two things happen. People who don't serve you, they will leave. They will naturally disappear out of your life. Yeah. You will then start to attract people who do, you know, people who yeah. want to be surrounded by you, people who want to meet you. They want to talk to you. They want to find out what you've done, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what happens. And that's when you start to find that fulfillment in life where, yeah. you know, you start to grow that self-worth, you know. Mm-hmm. And I say to people, you know, I've, I've been fortunate of working with a couple of people who net, whose net worth are, are very high but their self-worth is extremely low. You know, I always say to people, you, you know, you're, you're financially, you know, very secure, but you're emotionally bankrupt. And, and, and the question has always been, which one would you prefer? I'd much rather be emotionally rich, you know, above anything, you know, and that's the beautiful thing, you know, is that's the journey that you're going on. Right. Oh yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, and with money is, the thing is what I've always uh, found is that, as long as I'm okay, I can make money. Money is not difficult to make or, or do. Um, I think that once you get yourself stable and, and you know what you want to do, everything f- falls into place. Mm-hmm. It's when I'm, you know, all over the place. <laughs> that's, you know, that, that's the part to get myself uh, centered and, and uh, you know, focused. But um, you mentioned about my daughter and she actually... And she she came to me one day and she's like, Mom, I want to tell you, I'm very proud of you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Uh, what did I do? I'm like, do you want money? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and uh, she's like, no. It's like, she, she's like, you gave up sugar and, and, and flour. And, like, you don't even eat chips and you don't drink pop. And, and, and these are things that you, like, loved. I mean, this is the, the kind of modeling I did for my daughter. Mm-hmm. So... Which, which I'm sad about because I'm, I, I wanted her to, 
to be able to witness somebody who was healthy. And, and uh, unfortunately, um, I, I was I was not uh, that part. You know, I was not a good role model in terms of food and lifestyle, uh, healthy lifestyle. But that's changing. So mm-hmm. she came up to me and she was like, "I'm proud of you." Like I could never, I never thought you would be able to do this. And and you're you're giving me a good example because I know now that you know I I can I can quit um, you know eating sugar if I wanted to. I'm like I'm like listen, you know I I just have a problem with with sugar and flour. Um, you might not, you know, I, I, we don't know yet, but for me, I know that I have a problem with it, but if you're proud of me for do for showing you that it's possible, um, thank you. You know, I, I was honestly like, like take, she, she brought me to tears cause I was like, wow, like I didn't realize that this would have an impact, uh, on her. Um, cause I just, honestly, I just did it because I couldn't, I couldn't live like this anymore. You know, it, and it, and it finally, like, there was something triggered in me that said, okay, like I have a problem and I need to deal with it. And not, it's not my husband's fault. It's not life's fault. It's not my friend's fault. It's the only person is me, you know, and I have to take care of myself. And if these are the things that are stopping me from living a full life, then I got to stop doing those things, you know? But uh, the fact that she was proud of me, I was like, wow, I, that was like, I had won the jackpot, like, uh, you know, uh, speaking of, you know, money and, and, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I just felt like a million dollars that day. I was just like, wow. But yeah, she, she really, she melted my heart. It was like, oh my God, you know? And I hope these things, you know, keep, you know, sometimes I I always believe that these things are are shown to us to show us doing the right thing, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting that, you know, there is always going to be, you know, there is always be kind of the element, as I said, there'll be the element of, you know, we'll see people kind of nitpicking or or be negative towards us. But you will tend to find, and I've had to learn this because I'm not sure whether you're like this, but for me, it it only takes one or two people to say one negative thing and I'll forget about the 10 positive things that everybody else had said. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Interesting enough, I've um, cut out a lot of people uh, out of my life uh, that I've noticed were not um, uh, good for me Mm -hmm. Um, or they've fallen away in some capacity. And now I'm at a position where um, I'm in a new place and I I don't have a lot of friends here. I, I I haven't made a lot of friends, but it's also because like I've met some people, but it's also because I'm very selective now I like I have red flags and I'm like okay (laughs) when I start seeing certain things I'm like "Mm, I've been down that road I'm not going there anymore and and what I realized in the program that I'm doing uh, we were talking about um codependency oh yeah and I like literally on the the list of what a codependent is I had all of those traits and I was like whoa I, it blew my mind, but also made me realize that a lot of people that suffer from addictions are codependent. Yeah. They have the, they've been, they've been groomed or set up uh, through early um, programming yeah. to, to be prone to this. And I was like, okay, mm. it's like, I, I get it now. Like there's a lot of things that I finally get. And I was like, 
this is why I've been in this cycle. Like it, it makes so much sense mm-hmm. now that it had to take me till I was 42 to, <laughs> yeah. to uncover it. That's another story. But yeah. I was like, okay, it, it's it, honestly, I'm, I'm in this phase right now where I'm transforming um, from the inside yeah. uh, out and um, fixing a I wouldn't even say fixing, but reprogramming a lot of the things that uh, don't serve me and yeah. kind of like going towards a different way of being. Yeah. Um, and just recognizing, you know, was the first step, just recognizing like, oh, wow. And that even brought me to tears like, oh, I'm codependent. Okay, that makes sense. Makes yeah. sense why I had, you know, my relationships haven't always been the greatest or my friendships. Um, and it's, 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 it's interesting how sometimes, uh, uh, codependents also attract, like, uh, I would call them psychic vampires or energy vampires or mm-hmm. people who just suck the yeah. living light or life out of you. And it's like, yeah. whoa, um, that's one of the things I learned. I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the, the, the thing is we, we attract who we are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is well, an I, energy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not much of an energy vampire, but no, 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 not so much in, in not so much a, a, an energy vampire, but maybe not to, to that extent. But there are certain elements of our life oh. where you know we, we will attract people who are who are similar to us. Do you see what I mean? You know, and um, as you're saying now with with codependency um, because of you know, maybe your behaviors or, you know, mm-hmm. you're attracting people like that because you are just an easy target where people could come and literally just sap everything. Out. Well, again, because you're giving everything away. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You are literally like a, a board of, you know, come and take, take, <laughs> I'm right take here. And I am happy to give you anything you like. So, you know, sap yeah. all my energy and it's great. It'll be yes. all right. So yeah. that's what I'm saying is it, it's. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's like the more uh, screwed up you are, or the more whatever, it's like I can help you, you know. And it, it was always um, just ignoring myself, like not looking why I was doing this. It was it was more like, oh, I can help you because I don't have to focus on me, you know. Yeah. I'm such a like low life. Like, why would I need any help? Like, why? Who would want to help me? I'm so you know uh, a loser. Like, honestly, that's why I would. I think concentrate on everyone else. Like, and it didn't matter if it was just family or friends. It was like, you know, I'll be a pretzel. I'll make myself into a pretzel for you. I will do anything it takes for you. And one day I I sat with myself and I'm like, why do I do that? Like, why do I make myself into a pretzel? Why do I do like give so much to other people? And myself, I talk badly to myself. I put myself down I don't respect myself. And and in turn, that's what I would get. Mm. You know, I would get disrespect. I would get, you know, put downs. And, and it was like, wow. Like, you know, I had, you know, and it, I, I could remember even in junior high school, like friends were just nasty, you know, things that, that they would say. It was like, whoa. Um, and I consider them my friends. I mean, they're not, we're not friends now, but, yeah, you know, uh, but, um, yeah, just the things that I would put up with yeah. that I, now it was like, no, I wouldn't, I would never allow someone to speak mm. to me that way, you know? Um, and, but, you know, friends, family, even like, I remember being at a, uh, family function and my, my aunt 
like in front of everybody was like, oh, you've gained weight. Oh, you have a big ass. And I was like, <laughs> just out of the blue like I'm sitting there eating you know and all of a sudden I'm like what the and everyone just you know kind of stares at me and I'm like hi <laughs> yeah because you know she's older you know I don't want to embarrass her she embarrassed me so it's okay you know but it was like respect she's you know my aunt and I'm not going to say anything but there was this part of me that was very angry like why would you do that mm. you know um why did you feel compelled to to embarrass me in front of like you know, a bunch of people, like I, I didn't do anything to you. Like had I instigated it, I can understand, you know, but it was just like, where'd this come from? You know, but it was always like that. I was always being attacked uh, for my weight. Yeah. And, and, and I kind of developed this like idea that I'm not good enough, you know, that I'm just, and, and that's where the codependency is. Like, I'm not good enough. You know, I will do whatever it takes to be good enough in your life or to have your friendship or to have your love, you know, and, and ultimately is like to, to receive love, you know, because I, I, I didn't value or love myself at all. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and acceptance, it's, isn't it? And that's, and that's what we seek. We yes. seek love, we seek acceptance, you know, we want to be accepted. But the, the thing is, the only person that needs to accept you is you. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Because the, the, the thing is, you know, what we need to understand is exactly that you know when you find self-care self-love you know you have that self-kindness you treat yourself with the self-respect that you deserve you know you boost your self-esteem you don't need anybody to do that for you yeah never need anybody to to do that for you that's your responsibility because this is the other thing as well it's not other people's responsibility to make and I'm not saying this at, at you, I'm yeah. saying this in general. Yeah. It's yeah. not people's responsibility to make you feel anything. Yeah. It's your responsibility to feel how you want to feel. But unfortunately, we don't know that because we get taught. Again, this is not your fault. This wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and codependency talks talks about stuff like that, where you know, we it's what gets passed down through our caregivers. Yes. You know, our caregivers, our society, you know, what we see on TV. So all of these things that we pick up, you know, it's just these are just natural things. But you're absolutely right. It starts from childhood because how do we get programmed to be who we are? It starts from childhood. The child is not born, you know, understanding that they're an addict or whatever. Like kids are born completely innocent. They don't have those thought processes. They don't process things in judgment as we do. They don't attach to things as we do for them. You know, they are in the here and now. They have that self-care, that love, and, you know, they they love unconditionally, you know, without judgment, you know. And, and that's what, as we then start to grow older, we miss, you know, because we, we then start to think, oh, you know, for me to be accepted and loved by my friends, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And the more we start to do that, the more people take advantage and the more we feel we have to do you know, because I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. Yeah. And what happens is, is that you gets left behind. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that it is all about you. Mm-hmm. Always has been, always will be. You know, everything that happens externally outside of our lives is a bonus. These things are bonuses, you know, because if you treat yourself the way you're supposed to be, then you are always going to have the right people in your life. Right. And the people that serve you will always be there. 
and you will attract those because of who you are. And the people that don't, thank God, they will disappear. Do you know what I mean? They'll go away. It's like shit. It's like a bad smell. We'll disappear after a while, you know. And 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 this is the thing, you know. Yeah. I'm listen. I'm so happy that you're doing this stuff, you know, and 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 you're you're going on to this journey. And I wish you nothing but success. Thank you. And I really cannot wait for you to, you know, to to get on this journey and and start, you know, producing some of these shows. What are you going to start, by the way? When can we start listening? Oh, uh, well. I'm putting you on the spot now. <laughs> um, probably in, um, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to get it out there. Um, yeah. I'm going to give myself uh, about two weeks, probably um, beginning of uh, August. I was yeah. going to do it earlier, but um, time restraints. Mm-hmm. In about two weeks. But it might come earlier than that. But they're going to come out one at a time. Good. Get it done. Get it on there. I really think, and listen, I'll, I'll be really honest with you. I think you doing that would have a huge, huge impact. Yeah. Um, not only in your life, for you, yeah. to, for you to understand as you start to document this, for you to understand how amazing you are as an individual, but it will start to teach other people that they can do the same, that they can go on the same journey as well, you know? And listen, who better to, to, to teach people about losing weight, someone who's going through that journey themselves. That's you know? true. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because it's easy for us to listen to, you know, the personal trainer or the person on TV or whatever mm-hmm. who turns around and says, well, all you need to do is stop eating. All you need to do is stop <laughs> drinking. All you need to do is stop. I'll tell yeah. you what, give it a try and let's see how you go. And I'll tell you what, I have real massive respect. I can't think of his name now, but the guy that did the, fit to fat to fit yes um, yeah I, I i have him i think my email i i i get his uh emails yeah he uh, he's someone i've got a lot of respect for because he had the same the same thought process why can't mm-hmm. you just stop eating why can't you just lose weight and he did that he went and put on all of this massive amounts of weight got himself really really fat and unhealthy and then went through that journey and realized how tough it is to lose that weight. Yeah. And, and he talks about it all the time. And he says, you know what? I've got respect. And I really now understand when I'm working with people who struggle with food, the difficulties, the psychological, and he said the psychological difficulties that you have to go through. Yeah. And it's very easy for people to, you know, to, to judge and throw comments and say, you're this and you're that. But until you're in that seat yourself, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And listen, thank you so much for for coming on the show. Thank you. Being an amazing guest. And I cannot wait to to listen to that journey. And uh, I'd love to have you on again and to to talk through that journey and where you are in the future. Definitely. I also have to put a shout out to uh, Jeff Antonio, who is uh, also coaching me. swagger he has a podcast swagger and swerve i believe ah, okay but yeah he's uh he he's gonna he's coaching me uh, as well so i just want to he because he also um when when we were discussing it um he's like that would be that would be really great like just you know you talking about your your journey and i was like i i told him i'd get it done by the end of the the week but 
and this was last week, but I haven't been able to do it just yet. So I gave myself two weeks and uh, I'm going to be out there and uh, I will. I will. I really believe in you. I really, really do. I think, I think this will be the making of you and I'm saying it on the podcast. So this will last forever. And I'm telling you, do it. And I promise you. <laughs> well, I said it out loud now. So, you know, I, I got to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Get it done. Cause I, I didn't, and, Listen, I, I I cannot wait to to keep seeing this journey, you know, and you know for for us yeah. to stay in touch. I think it'll be absolutely incredible. Awesome, thank you, and thank you for having me on your show. It's uh, it was it's been great. Thank you. My absolute you. pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Listen, guys, thank you so much for listening, and you know, we we covered some incredible topics here, you know, around addictive behaviors, you know, drugs, alcohol, sex, food in particular. So um, I will put some links that you can go and check it out. If you do have any questions around that stuff and you do want some help, um, this is stuff that we do as, as a business. So you can always go on to our website, which is www.happyaslarrygroup.com. I wish you all an amazing day, evening, whatever you decide to do. Thank you so much for being on the show. Once again, you're an absolute inspiration and I wish you nothing but the best and, and success. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Listen, thank you all so much. Have an amazing time. I'll speak to you next time. Take care.